The sardonic falsy sound of Father John Misty filled the room as John dusted off the chair with a hanky in his left hand. His right hand held the frozen piece of steak in place under his right eye. He stared at the clock. I know should be here by now, he said under his breath as he stared at the impeccably clean apartment. Where are they? I hope she's all right, he muttered, walking to a chair and adjusting it for the fifth time in the last ten minutes. She has to know I've changed. There was a loud ring from the front door and then some loud knocks. John stopped the music and darted towards the front door. Just as he was about to turn the handle, he remembered he had the stake under his eye. John, just open the door, damn it! Anna's voice called from the other side. John turned the handle and stepped back. Anno stood alone on the other side of it. You sure look banged up, Anno God said, stepping into John's luxurious apartment in the city district. The job has its ups and downs, as you know, John responded, pushing the stake into the swelling under his eye. Then he stared into the streets as his heart sank. She isn't here, he said finally, his shoulders slumping. Why would you think she would be here? Anno asked, confused. You said you had big news, and you had to come here to tell me about it, John responded as his eyes caught a black SUV with tinted windows slowly driving down his street. He was quiet as he turned the corner. Company? He said, turning to Anno. Ultimately, Anno said in a solemn tone, acknowledging the presence momentarily. I did say I have big news, and I wanted to see you about it. I gave no indication of what the news was. John gritted his teeth as he began to feel the heaviness in his chest. The last time I was here, you had piles of shit everywhere. You've done an amazing job cleaning up, Anno continued, sinking into one of John's chairs. I know I don't think I can do small talk now. You said you had big news. I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions the last two days. All I want now are answers, John responded, slumping into the chair beside Arno. Arno nodded, took a deep breath. There's no easy way to say this, Arno started. She's seen someone else. That bitch. She swore that it would only be us and no one else, John interjected. Who is it? It's not that, Anno responded quickly. So, she doesn't want to see me. Tell me where she is. Once she sees me, I'm sure she'll reconsider. Anno let out a deep sigh. Something tells me you already knew the answer. It is definitely unlike her to not reach out to you in your deepest crisis. Anno was quiet for a few seconds. John, Anno paused. Mara did not make it. John squeezed the edge of his seat he was in, and he stared with wide eyes into the distance. His mouth was aghast and he sat motionless for several minutes. Arnold watched John's hands turn white as he gripped onto the chair. He said nothing as John's face gradually turned red, but he was taken aback when John finally exploded. You're a goddamn liar! John screamed, his whole being shaking. You taught me with news, and then you lie to my face. How much did she pay you? John, I need you to calm down. Fuck you, Anno. Where is she? John said, 
his feet tapping the marble floor incessantly. You have to know, John. You have to have known. Why would I lie to you? You should have been prepared for the news. You asshole! Are you lecturing me now? He said, leaning forward in his seat. No, John. It's what she always told you. Ima Vaberaitai's son. Be always prepared. That was the last thing she told the doctors to let you know. John's whole body froze, and the first streams of tears emerged from his left eye, and then streamed down his right eye over the swelling that had turned purple, and finally down his cheeks. Arnold watched as John's right hand slumped onto the floor, and he waited for the shock to sink in. I, I can't. I can't do it anymore, John finally muttered. You can't do what anymore, John? Arno responded, leaning forward and reaching out to touch John's knee. This. All this, John said, looking around his apartment. His shoulder had slumped into his chair, and he was speaking in a gruff voice. Why did I think of all of this? It was for her. Now, she's not even here, he said as the tears streamed down his eye. Listen, John, all hope is not lost. Anno slowly approached Jen. All hope is not lost? What do you mean? You go home to your lovely wife tonight. Casper has Navina. What have I got? Fancy tables? Expensive paintings? Every night, I injected myself with that poison only to see her face again. Now I realize that is the only way I get to see her. I know what I have to do, John continued, slapping Arno's hands away as he got to his feet. He felt his knees buckle and he fell to the floor. Arno clenched, took a deep breath and sent a fist flying into John's right cheek. A flash of anger crossed John's eye and within seconds he was on his feet. His fist clenched, his teeth gritted, his eyes red and curled smile on his leap. Anno stepped back quickly as John continued towards him menacingly. You have legacy, Anno screamed. You have legacy, John. Listen to me, John. You have a legacy. John slowed down as the words sunk in. What are you talking about? He responded behind gritted teeth. You have a legacy. John, this is the big news I wanted to share, Arno continued. You won't get that information if you bit the shit out of me. Now give me a minute to explain. John stepped back, his eyes narrowed, his brows furrowed. This is about Mila, Arno began. Who the fuck is Mila? John shut back. You better calm the fuck down, John. Arno said, touching the back of his shirt. I did you a favor, and you will give me the respect I deserve. John stopped in place, nodded, and started walking back to his seat. Great, Arno responded, walking back cautiously to his seat. Do you remember anything about the time she left? It's all a blur to me. Was she acting cautiously? Emotional? I don't know, Arno. This is over ten years ago. 
I was in a blur before she left, and I definitely was in a blur after she left. I can't tell you which of my memories are accurate anymore. Anu nodded. That, that's fine. I'll give you all the information I've been able to gather. When Mara left, you were in the middle of a crisis. She had tried everything to help you through the depression, but you had begun to self-medicate, and she couldn't break through to you. The night before she left, you hit her. Granted, you did it while you were intoxicated with Troxy, but nonetheless, you did. According to Marlene, and I know you know her, she almost had a miscarriage that night. John leaned forward in his seat. What are you talking about? She was pregnant, John. She left because she couldn't keep them safe. John shook his head in disbelief. I'm absolutely confused, I know. Are you saying Mara was pregnant and she left because I hit her? Yes, John, Anna continued, watching as John covered his face in shame. I did this to us. I killed her. Uh, no, Anna interjected. The story is a bit more complicated than that. I want to assure you that she did not die because of you. She wanted to go somewhere you couldn't find her. So she chose to stay with Marlene. Mara knew you hated Marlene's guts, and you had both agreed to have nothing to do with her. So she went there first. Marlene took her in and nursed her through the pregnancy. She gave birth to a seven-pound baby girl a few months later. Mara named her Mila and everything seemed to have worked out great. 24 hours later, the doctors noticed a severe drop in blood pressure. Mara's organs couldn't get enough blood flow, and she suffered a postpartum hemorrhage. A few hours later, she passed away. John sat quietly, absorbing the news, the tears flowing down his cheeks. I wish I had better news to tell you, John, Anno continued. You did good, my friend, John said, sniffing and wiping off the tears. You had to have known. You and Mara were inseparable. There was no way she could have gone ten years without a call or a text. John nodded. How is she? Mila? John nodded. Just like her mom. She has a blue eyes and she's just as fiery, Anna said with a warm smile. John smiled as he struggled to hold back the tears. Does she know who I am? Marlene told her you were a hero of the war and she's excited to meet you, Anna continued. John looked away, speechless. I'll grab a drink, Anna said. He walked into the kitchen and opened the fridge. He spotted a bottle of Hakushu single malt whiskey. He grabbed two glasses and walked back to the living room. I love this drink, he said, pouring two shots. John nodded and picked up one of the glasses. Tomorrow's memory and a new start with legacy, Anno said. John nodded and downed the drink. Anno poured another glass and John downed it. They sat quietly for several minutes, 
Then Anno broke the silence. I told Marlene you were clean, and I need you to stay that way. You have a chance to make something work with Mila, and I really hope you can grasp that opportunity with two hands. John nodded. I want to see Mara first. I can appreciate that. I'll send the details soon, and you can pay your respects. And I responded, pouring another glass and downing the shot. Will you be fine on your own? Yes, I'll be, John responded. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I hope Miller goes a long way into giving you some fulfillment. Anu said, getting to his feet. Are you leaving? Yes. Another glass of that and I'll be sharing secrets. I'm doing it for our own good, Anu continued as he began walking towards the door. He stopped as he was about to turn the handle and he turned to John. I heard Casper just blurted out that he was the drunken baron, Anu said, chuckling softly. What was he thinking? Anu continued, shrugging his shoulders in disbelief. He seems to be doing okay. I saw him last night. He looked pretty banged up himself. Navina had him on a strict regimen. I bet she does, John muttered. There was a momentary silence. Understand this, John. My relationship with Mike was transactional. Things are changing very quickly now. The government is trying to close the darkness as quickly as possible. They claim they're trying to shed light on it. They're also trying to force the colony to merge with Engelstadt. We're big fish in the colony, brother. Now things are shifting. The big boys have an eye out on me. You and everyone who they consider a threat. It is important that Casper reaches out to me as soon as possible. I have a feeling that I may be forced to take an offer I cannot refuse. My service is expensive, but you'll be better off retaining me than having me walk against you. John nodded. I understand. Arno turned the handle, stepped out, and slowly walked to his car as John stared from the doorway. John watched Anno turn the engine on and start to drive away. Predictably, the car emerged from the corner and stopped at a stop sign. John stared while the windows wound down and the face of a man stared from behind it. John watched as the man raised his finger and pointed it at him. Then he feigned, pulling a trigger. John raised his shirt to reveal his gun. The man in the car gave a half smile, wound his window up, and drove after Arnold.